than 11 days into this new year. And, uh, but <clears throat> I have lived up to my, what you, what you, uh, what are you supposed to call that thing? Resolution. I'm living up to it so far. I'm still living up to it. What was it? <laughs> what was it? Land wouldn't do it. She said, no, I ain't going to do it. That's okay. I said, I'm going to do it around the house. If I need something, I'm struggling trying to do this. And you know why? Why I don't ask her? I don't want to bother her. You'll get it later. It's my time now. But I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to say I don't want to bother you. I'm going to bother her. She's going to know I'm that. Ah, but that's my resolution, and I'm not going to say I don't want to bother you. Don't you all do that either. Don't say I don't want to bother him. We got no less than probably 35 calls and emails and iPads and iPods, and I don't know what all this other stuff is because I don't know nothing about it. But thank you. Hey, and cards, my goodness. My sister always sends me a birthday card with four pieces of chewing gum taped on the inside that hadn't been unwrapped. I try to stretch it out, chew one piece every quarter. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 13. Uh, all, I thought Mark was almost going to hit it there a while ago. Um, it's amazing what you plan or what you lay out, and then <clears throat> somebody will get it. And if they do, it's okay. That's the way it happens at funerals a lot of time. If there's more than one pastor, uh, preacher, and they say, what you going to use? I say, well, what you going to use? He well, I said, look, you, you go first and you cover everything you want to and I'll come along and fill in the cracks, okay? So I'm going to fill in the cracks. Matthew five thirteen. You are the salt of the earth, but if you have lost your sever. Where shall the good salt come from? It is henceforth good for nothing. But, he says, but be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to be the salt of the earth. I want to taste good. I want to smell good. I want to sound good for you. Because, Jesus, you said that I'm a salt of the earth. Lord, I don't want to let you down. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a little girl that's had a birthday, and I'm not going to tell you how old she is, not yet. But I can give you a hint uh, that she wore or wears a yellow dress. She carries an umbrella. Huh? Mrs. Martin saw. Danny didn't know that, did you? I didn't either. Well, I picked this up. I've been using this for almost forgot how long. 68 years. It's bad for you. It's going to kill you. My grandmother was 92 and it killed her. <laughs> I had an uncle, 98, and it killed him. I don't know how long I'll go with this. I wish Durrell was here. He won't touch salt. He's scared of a salt shaker. 
It says it's a necessary nutrient. Necessary. Listen, Morton Salt's girl's a hundred years old. With her classic yellow dress and umbrella, she is the symbol of Morton brand and an American icon. <clears throat> she is made and produced in the USA. She signifies the quality, the purity, and the reliability of their products. That's why she's still going after a hundred years old. Pass the salt, please. <laughs> Some of my friends, when they're at the table, they know I want salt. They'll hide it. I'm going to start carrying my own in my pocket. You hide it if you want to. I'll pull the little girl out and use her. I mean, be ashamed after living a hundred years to say, you don't need that stuff. How many of you knew she wore a yellow dress? The umbrella, that told you about it, didn't it? When it rains, it pours. Salt. My goodness. When Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth, he wasn't playing. He wasn't teasing. He was not joking. He meant it. And I want to tell you about the salt. I want to give you every word I can possibly give you concerning salt. Now, yeah, if I drink, if I, if I put this whole little container in my body today, yeah, I'd probably be dead. <clears throat> you can say, well, it killed him. You know, Bible talks about used in moderation. You know, just a little bit here and a little. Sometimes you... You know, you've got to have just a little bit more. I can't stand to eat a potato or a tater without salt. And a mater, i got to have salt. There's something about it. Salt. Well, Jesus, he, he was serious when he said, you're the salt of the earth. I found this. I want you to listen. A bag of salt in the day was said to be precious as a man's life. Listen to this. For without it to preserve his food... He would die. Salt is to preserve it. Salt was so valuable in the uh, Bible days that many a covenant was made with a grain of salt or a bag of salt. People would exchange their grain with one another and they would add a little salt and everybody would shake it up. It's amazing. What people did with salt. They called for Elisha. Said, hey, man, the water's bad and this is bad. Can you please come? Elisha came. He put salt in it and made it right. Salt. You, I am a salt of the earth. I want you to pay close attention. I want you to listen because some of us. We need to make adjustments as far as being salt of the earth. We're not what God intended for us to be. I want you to pay attention. I want you to listen. Why does Jesus call us the salt of the earth? First of all, because of its preserving power. Now listen, we're to be preserving. You see, salt retards and prevents decay. Listen, some of our, sometimes we're so rotten in sin that our souls are decaying and we need to come back to being the salt of the earth. God wants to preserve us to be all we can be for him. We think about these things. I think about Sodom and Gomorrah. 
What if somebody had went in there and began to spread the salt of God's love in that place? What if they had done that? What if they had taken the, the last thing they had? Salt was important. Salt was expensive. And it was sprinkled lightly here and there that everybody could have some of it. It's preserving. It always has been and it will continue to be. How do we preserve? Well, listen, we, we filled out care cards, some of you. Those care cards will be taken up, and this afternoon the care team will make phone calls. They'll send out cards and, and get well cards and, and missing you cards and happy birthday cards, making contact with somebody. So it's important that we write or send a card or make a phone call or make a visit. It becomes like a dash of salt. I watch, I don't sit to watch them. I pass through and I see them on TV because Lynn loves to watch the cooking shows. And sometime I'll hear uh, the man or the woman say, and add just a dash of salt. You know, how much salt? Just a dash? How much is a dash? Just enough. We need a dash of salt. And we need to take that dash and give it to somebody to preserve them for the Lord Jesus Christ. We came to the altar a little bit ago to pray. I don't know how many was up here. Don't count them. But they come seeking the Lord, coming in favor of somebody to preserve them, to draw them closer to God. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility to share the word of God, to preserve that which God's given us. You can say amen if you want to. You can say hallelujah if you want to. Or you can wake up. I mean, you, this place seems like it's dead. You wouldn't get by over in Africa like that. They'd be coming check and see if you's alive. <laughs> What's wrong with him? I don't know. Jesus said you're the salt of the earth because he wants us to preserve that power. Secondly, because of the pleasing power. Pleasing power. It's refreshing to people when the salt is added in there for flavor. What kind of flavor are you? What kind of flavor I am? Am I? It makes food taste better. We're to add flavor to other people's life. Give flavor to them. Salt of the earth people. That was the case yesterday with Fred Boucher's memorial service. He was one of those salt of the earth people. My goodness. Salt. Pleasing power. It pleases me, don't it you? Pleasing power. Not only preserving and pleasing power, but listen. Why did Jesus say that about us as Christians? Because of its purifying power. See, salt possessed, possesses a cleansing ingredient. Healing power. Hey, I believe in it. I don't know about you. I was taught, I still use it, gargle with hot salt water. Soak that wound in hot salt water. I'm satisfied my grandmas and grandpas used it. I know my daddy did. That's where I get it from. Hey, put some salt on it. Oh, it'll burn. That's what people say. Oh, that hurts. Well, what do you want? You want to get well or just keep on hurting? I want to get well. I want, it to, I want to be purified. I want to be clean. It helps heal the wounds of others. 
Now, don't you sit there on the, on the seat this morning, pretend Mr. Mr. and Ms. High and Mighty. Listen, there's problems in your life. There's problems in my life. There's not a person in here that don't have a problem. This is not a hotel, by the way. It's a hospital where people come for healing, come for loving, come for forgiveness. You know, it's amazing to me what God does with us. If we would just allow him to allow us to be soft. And somebody's life, it, it possesses cleansing power. I mean, let, me, let, me, let me listen to this. We must be ready to apply the bandage of hope. Some people have lost all hope. They've lost all hope in their family, in their friends, their job, some even in their church. They've lost hope. They need a dash of salt to get back. We are that bandage of hope if we're the salt of the earth. We're that blanket of comfort that comes along and puts our arm around somebody and said, I love you. I want to pray with you. We don't want to do that sometimes. We're the gauze of encouragement. Listen, I'm a soldier of the cross. I don't need to be pumped up. I don't need to be pampered. I don't need a card. I don't need a hug around the neck. I don't need a kiss on the jaw. I know who I am. I know who I serve, but I love you and we need to love one another. But I don't have to have all that stuff to keep me coming. Well, I'm going to stay out one Sunday and see if anybody calls me. The, The Lord ought to wear your hiney out. If you're a Christian and you're a member of this outfit, you need to be here. I'm excited about this afternoon, 5 o'clock. I'm going to get to meet with the first deacons meeting in four months. I'm going to get to be with my new deacons. Oh, I'm excited about it. Hey, I don't know many preachers excited about deacons meeting, but, but I'm excited about this one. I am. I'm excited for our men. We are the tourniquet of assurance. We are. Several years ago, I still feel the effects of it. Several years ago, I was on a job and I picked up a skill saw, no thought in mind. Started ripping a board and went right down and right across them forefingers. I thought a splinter had stuck me. I pulled my hand out and fingers just dangling. First thing entered my mind, you better do something fast or you're going to bleed to death. I jerked my handkerchief out. I went to screaming for my little Mexican boy to come out of the house who was inside. He comes running out. I said, tie this as tight as you can, quick as you can. He tied it. I said, listen, I'll be back. Where are you going? I said, I'm going to the hospital. You stay here. I need to go with you. I said, you stay here. I don't need nobody going with me. And he tightened it up real tight and I took off 10 miles away from from Oconee Hospital. <laughs> I didn't get out of the, the yard of that job site good. I, uh, he called Caleb. Your daddy's cut his fingers off. He won't let me go with him. I mean, I put that tourniquet, he put that tourniquet on there, and I was so thankful that he did. Hey, I was on blood thinner, still am, and I mean, it looked like jello hanging down a foot and a half. I mean, it just clung on there. Well, what if that tourniquet hadn't have been on there? Listen, some of us need tourniquets. We need to put it on our brothers and sisters before the devil causes them to bleed to death. It's important. 
that we love one another. Listen, when somebody comes to this altar, somebody needs to come with them. If it's a man, you need to be a man come. If it's a woman, you need to be a woman to come. Or a whole family gather them around. I'll tell you what's frightening. Don't you listen. It's frightening to me to see somebody come to the altar and pour their heart out and ask God to forgive them. Get them restored back to the joy of their salvation and then and forgive them of their sins. And then a few weeks later, they're right back at the same old thing again. It bothers me. That tourniquet wasn't put on tight enough. We need to be aware that the devil don't want tourniquets. He wants to bleed us to death. Even, not only as individuals, but as a church. Now, I'm not trying to bring up sore thumbs here. I'm just telling you uh, that I wasn't completely happy last Sunday night when I brought up about the cooperative program and I didn't hear anybody pop up right quick and say, I agree with you, preacher. We need to do this and do that. I mean, hey, there might have been some. If you, if you were one, okay, praise God for you. We don't need to rob God. Yeah, I want a new building. I want it enlarged. I want better facilities. But we better not rob God in order to get it. Amen. He'll give us a building. Hey, look. He blessed us and let us pay this thing off where we have a good place to worship. Yeah, we'd like to be back out yonder. We can't fit in out there. <clears throat> Say, oh, we can. No, you won't want to be crowded. You'll be hollering for that tourniquet to be turned loose a little bit. You, you can't breathe. But we need, to, we need to think about this thing, y'all. We're salt of the earth. This community is looking at us. How many of us will be in the community this week pouring salt on somebody? We need to pour salt on the devil. Pretend he's a snail. You ever pour salt on a snail? <laughs> really? Pour the salt on the sucker. Kill him. He's a thief. The Bible says he's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And what bothers me is he's killing and stealing and destroying a lot of our homes. Because the salt has left out. You know who the salt is in our house? I am. I am Mr. Salt. Hardly ever hear Lynn call for salt. Me, I'm looking for it. I sit down, I go to looking for it. <laughs> I sit down, I go to looking for it before they bring the food. Somebody said, you need to taste your food before you salt it. Sometime I do. And I wonder if they know what salt is. <laughs> it's like sugar in tea. I can tell first swig. I don't have to take a gulp or I swallow just the first swig. I can tell if it's seen the sugar bowl or not. Yeah, I know I'm killing myself. I got to die somehow. I'm about happy, hadn't you? So look at there in the casket. There's a whole box of Morton salt. <laughs> hey, it's got preserving power. You know, they're going to raise this thing up one day. Look at there. You know why he's so good looking still? There's salt. I'm talking to you. Listen. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth because of preserving power, pleasing power, purifying power. Also poisoning power. Poison, it'll kill. Uh, it kills germs. 
In Judges 9, 45, Abimelech sowed a city with salt so that nothing would grow on it. He was commanded to do that. Hey, go sow it, man. Put the salt out there. Years ago, years ago, we used to churn the ice cream. I'd go with my daddy on Sunday afternoon after we eat down to the ice house in Williamston and buy that big old block of ice and then rush home right quick and get the ice pick, get the dish pan and start shelling that off and mama, she'd be making that stuff. It'd go Stuff. Sweet, sweet stuff that went in there and, and put that ice around it and you churn it and churn it, dump that salt in there. Hey, that rock salt, little tiny piece wasn't bad. Stick the thing there and just keep on churning. But after it was over with, Daddy'd say, now go dump that. He'd tell me where to dump it. Because we had grass and weeds growing where he didn't want them. He said, now you just pour it all over that. Hey, I did. A few days, deader than four o'clock. I mean dead. Salt can kill. Salt can kill the sin that's in your life and mine. It can kill those desires that we shouldn't have in your life and mine. It can do it. It's, it, it's a poisoning effect. If we aren't careful, uh, the devil will start dumping it on us. You see, a salty Christian can influence and kill a drinking of alcohol habit. A salty Christian can kill the drug habit, the profanity habit, the abusive habit, the adultery habit. The salt of the Christian can kill it. Let me give you one more right quick. Why did Jesus say we were the salt of the earth? Because of its preserving power. I'm kept by the power of God. Hey, I don't have to keep myself. All I got to do is stay in touch with God. He's promised not to leave me nor forsake me. I am kept by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Salt sticks to the task. Sometimes I just, this, that's good. Just a little dash on the tip of your finger. Salt sticks to the task. In Matthew 5, 10 says, Blessed are they which persecute for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are ye when... Men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You still are the salt of the earth. And don't give up and don't quit. Don't let those sinful desires drag you away from the main source of salt. Because if you do, you're going to end up in some hot pepper. Hot pepper. I've bit off some hot pepper before, and you know what I reached for? I didn't reach for salt. I reached for water. That old boy the Bible talks about went to hell is still waiting on that tip of somebody's finger with a drop of water. Don't go back to that junk. Don't go back to that sin. Once you ask for forgiveness, stay away from that. Yeah, we're going to fall. The devil's going to see that we do it. But run away from it. Be like Joseph. 
Hey, yeah, he was falsely accused, but he did it for God. He ran for God because he was a part of the salt of the earth. Listen, salt only works through contact. (laughs) You can haul this stuff around by the 100-pound bags and never get any effect out of it. You got to open it up and you got to use it. No contact, no impact. You got to have it. You got to use it. Um, now, salt can lose its power, according to this scripture right here. But if, he says, the salt, what's he saying? What if the salt has lost its taste? What if the salt has lost its strength? What if the salt has lost its flavor? What if the salt has lost its odor? What if the salt has lost its character? What if the salt has lost its quality? He said it's good for nothing to be taken out and trodden, kicked out. I'm thankful for a second chance. In Romans 12, 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. Now, why did he say all that? So that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's the will of God for us to be the salt of the earth. It's the will of God for us to use it. Use it for preserving, pleasing, purifying, poisoning, and preserving power. God's given us that authority, y'all. You are. He didn't say you might be. He's talking to Christians. He said you are the salt of the earth. Go out there and spread the salt. So when it rains, it pours. Where are we this morning? Are we salty? Do we taste good? You see, uh, sometimes we may run out of all this stuff. Sometimes we pick up a a salt shaker and it's empty. It can be replenished. God will replenish your salt. You're already the salt of the earth. But he can replenish your taste, your strength, your flavor, your odor. He can replenish that if we're sincere and we ask him. He's promised to do so. I hope if you're not the salt of the earth that you'll get it right today. Get it right today. Why put it off? Why wait? Do it and do it today. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch hearts, touch lives God, you're in control, and I thank you so much that you have declared that I'm the salt of the earth. Father, I don't want to lose my taste for you. I don't want to lose my strength. I don't want to lose my power that you have given me to be the salt of the earth. And Lord, I pray for every person in this room right now that we would search our hearts, and if we're not the salt of the earth, that we get it right today. Touch hearts and touch lives, Father. As Mark leads us in our hymn of invitation, Lord, I just ask you will to be done. Don't let somebody just stay back. Don't let the devil rob this church of what it needs to be. Give them courage to come, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. What do we sing?